So we have a new episode of Legends and Leaders. And today we have David here who co-founded Sports One Marketing, um, was the CEO of really the most you know prominent uh, sports entertainment agency out um, at a point. And you know, you've you've really just been a pioneer in the business space, uh, the playbook podcast, producing producing the elevator pitch show, and you know, you're doing uh you know something with Apple TV as well. There's just so many things you're involved in um, in the business space. So it's it's great to have you here. I'm looking forward to getting into it. Thank you, man. I appreciate the opportunity to hopefully share the lessons and the stories to others so that we can empower them to make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Sounds good. So how did you get started you know, in the agency space? Like, What were you doing when you were young that kind of inspired you and, and what steps did you take to get into it? Well, I would say if you connected the dots backwards from when I ran Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment, which was at the time the most notable sports agency in the world. They had made the movie Jerry Maguire about the firm. If you connected the dots backwards, you would never believe that's how I ended up being the CEO of that firm. And so I've always kind of focused in on the skills that I had, the knowledge of what and who, and my desire that I must be what I can be. So at a young age, when I was born uh, in Akron, Ohio, into a family of six kids, five boys and a girl. My dad left when I was five. My mom packed my dinner in a paper bag just so she could work two jobs. One is a second grade teacher, the other filling turnstiles with greeting cards at convenience stores. My trajectory was to be rich because my mom was extraordinary. My siblings were extraordinary. I was extraordinarily happy, except for when there's financial difficulties like not having enough food or a car breaking down or some other thing that we could afford. And so my mission was to enjoy the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of my potential of how much money I could make to buy my mom a house in a car. And I did that. And utilizing and developing the skills, the knowledge and desire that I have, I worked through my way at law school to take a job in the internet in 1992. My first million dollars came in nine months. We exited the company for $3.4 billion in 1995. By 1999, I ran Samsung's phone division, uh, a multimillionaire married to my dream girl, living in my dream house, living what was supposedly my dream life, which then led me as I developed the skills of selling, raising money, structuring businesses, scaling businesses, exiting businesses, funding businesses, all the different skills and knowledge of what and who, and still maintaining an inspired desire that I must be what I can be, Lee Steinberg recognized not only that I had a law degree, not only that I played sports in college, not only I was a keen negotiator and business uh, operator, uh, but I had a technology background and he saw the future in sports and technology and so instead of the thousands of people who wanted the job to be CEO of Lee Steinberg Sports and Agency, within 48 hours of meeting me, he offered me the job and I uh, very graciously accepted. So within 48 hours, it was really that quick? It was really that quick. I wasn't looking for a job. You know, he just <laughs> felt the universe had, you know, literally brought him what he was looking for, someone with a very unique skill set, very unique knowledge uh, in all the things that he wanted from my financial relationships, my capabilities, my sports background, my legal background, all the different things. I was 
the only one that held those positions at a high level and that experience uh, that fit the bill. So he wasn't going to let me go. Mm -hmm. So um, you, you basically got to this point where you, you kind of hit a peak in the industry and then it seemed to be there's like a downward spiral from certain events that were happening. What, what, how did you shift your mindset to get out of that from this bankruptcy point to really build something back up? Like what were some of the changes you implemented right away? Well, the two things that I implemented right away was one, to make sure I was surrounding myself with the right people and the right ideas. And then two was a major paradigm shift, uh, which was much more spiritual and faith-based. And so the first one was easy. Uh, fire all the people that was bleeding me, start surrounding myself with the right ideas, surrounding myself with the right places, situations, and events. I was blessed to be uh, and to access unbelievable Hall of Famers and world-famous people that carried a spirit of excellence, but none of them would have taken effect but for a faith-based decision. And my faith uh, was one of more before, which means... I always trying to get more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, and more worthy. I had to shift the paradigm based on my values of gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration, and practice daily a source of faith greater than me, an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loved me and protected me, promoted me more than my mom would. And when I made that second decision beyond surrounding myself with the right people, the right ideas, but when I decided to live in faith, I no longer needed more because I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. I just had to figure out what I was doing to interfere with it. And so those two paradigm shifts helped me to quickly ascend in the trajectory of what I thought I wanted or better by changing the meaning of my past, changing what I did, what I said, what I thought, what I believed, and what I felt in that trajectory in order to effectuate what I have today, 17 years later, more money than I've ever had, more help than I've ever been able to give, and allowing more happiness and fun in my life than I ever imagined. Mm -hmm. And where do you think like your passion for technology and sports and combining those together in the business world kind of came about from? Was it just something you grew up with or something just because of experimentation that those two came together? Well, first, sports was innate in my being. The minute I touched the football, uh, it was like finding my wife. I met my wife in the fourth grade and knew that I was in love with her the first time I ever saw her. Now, she didn't love me the same way, but I loved her. <laughs> I love football the same exact way. The minute I touched it, I never wanted to let it go. Uh, and so that was easy for me. Technology was one in which was more pragmatic in nature as a decision. Uh, I personally believed that technology via my, the internet originally, uh, even though my mom told me the internet was gonna be a fad in 1992, in <laughs> 1993, Justice Scalia himself of the Supreme Court told me nobody would ever do research on the internet, that you needed books, and that the internet would never be used for research. Uh, this is the mindset, and I think, you know, a lot of, you know, people being afraid of technology and me seeing it not as a master that was gonna harm us uh, or be a fad, I always saw technology as the greatest servant ever given us. And the internet, natural language searching at the time, understanding SEO, understanding uh, the 
e-commerce side very early and now today understanding AI. So for me, technology wasn't an instant love like my wife and football, uh, mm -hmm. but it was one of really pragmatically finding the most powerful, least expensive servant uh, in order to effectuate my productivity, my accessibility and my gratitude in my life. How do you think your definition of, of what makes you happy and what you view as happiness has changed since you were in your 20s and kind of had that high point, then downward spiral and built yourself back up? You know, how does it kind of change to now what you view it um, as versus then? Very clear. Uh, money was going to buy me happiness when I was young. And so I defined everything by my bank account. Today, happiness is derived by enjoying the consistent every day persistent without quit pursuit of my truth, my potential, not what other people wanted, not what other people thought, not what was missing, not what I didn't have, but what I want. In fact, money does not buy love or happiness as I previously thought it would, but it allows me to shop. And if I enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential and shop for the right things for the right reasons, then I can be completely happy in harmony and joy and peace the majority of my time. Uh, and why do you think it's like now your mission to empower a hundred, like empower a billion people to be happy? Like why, why has that become now such an important focus to you? Yeah, well, first it's over a billion. Don't limit me. So uh, <laughs> I want to make sure everyone thinks in abundant terms, but uh, it is my mission because I have taken inventory of my own skills, my own knowledge of who and what and my desire and I know how to, not only for myself, but I know how to empower others like you, Ben, to empower others to be happy, to make a lot of money, to help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. And so when I realized that I could change the world by finding a thousand people like you, Ben, that it would empower a thousand people, that would empower another thousand people, a thousand times a thousand a million, a million times a thousand a billion, I can create a collective consciousness of abundance of people who think they do believe and feel abundance that make more money, help more people and have more fun throughout their journey of their potential. I was all in and decided that I had worked and I had stayed and given my attention and intention to this coincidence of changing the world. How was sports one marketing Put together and what were you thinking was like the niche that was missing when um when you and warren decided to make the company well, warren and i you know worked with lee we were partners with lee steinberg and lee thank goodness has admitted and also has uh created and has been sober for many years now but uh previous to him being sober lee and warren who were much closer and knew each other much longer than even lee and i warren came to me and said dave unless we let uh, Lee bottom out and find his own uh, way that he was going to end up dead. And so mm -hmm. Warren and I spun off Sports One Marketing uh, by utilizing not only the relationship capital, the bug lights that I like to call them, the Warren Moons, the Troy Aikmans, the Steve Youngs, the Evander Holyfield, Lennox Lewis, Sabathia Ramirez, just to name a few, but by using those people to attract the high net wealth individuals, the billionaires, millionaires, and entrepreneurs, the celebrities, other athletes and entertainers to raise money 
during the greatest events in the world, the Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, Masters, Kentucky Derby, Breeders' Cup, ESPYs, Emmys, Oscars, and Grammys, in order to make a lot of money so we could help a lot of people, and of course, surrounding ourselves with all those killer events, we were going to have a lot of fun. So it was a natural transition from representing the bug lights into utilizing the bug lights in order to effectuate a business model that Warren and I had dreamed of and worked on for many years before we left Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment. And what do you think are the next steps for the Sports One company? Like, what do you aspire to do next with it? Well, for me, uh, I've moved on past Sports One marketing into my own brand. Uh, <laughs> so for me and, and Warren himself, uh, as he's you know over 65 years old now, uh, it, it, it is on its own uh, and Warren is in control of that entity. Uh, for mm -hmm. me, it's a personal mission now, Dave Meltzer Enterprises, uh, my mission of producing content free, having group uh, information and settings, and I do VIP dinners and meetups, and I have office hours on Mondays and a variety of things I do to create a network, a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other, but also even furthermore to do one-on-one uh, -on -one help as an advisor, as an investor, uh, as a business consultant, uh, in order to help facilitate my mission of making a lot of money, helping a lot of people and having a lot of fun. How do you manage and prioritize your time? Because you're involved in a couple of different things. Like, how do you, you schedule your time and, and make sure that you take care of the most important priorities on a consistent basis? Well, I have five daily practices. In fact, um, not only will I be happy to send your entire community my book, I'll sign it, send it to them, pay for shipping and the book. Uh, but I also have five daily practices that I can send out. You can just email me, david at dmeltzer.com. Put it in the show notes. For anyone out there that wants this, I'll be happy to send them to you. But the way that we prioritize, one, notate that prioritization is the antidote to procrastination. It's also mm -hmm. the antidote to feeling overwhelmed, which causes stress, anxiety, and depression. And so what I teach people to do is every day, ask yourself, what is it that I want today? in a trajectory of what I think I want in the future, and what light, love, or lessons or meaning do I give to the defining moments, setbacks, failures, mistakes, void shortages, obstacles, failures, and successes of my past in alignment with the trajectory of where I think I want to be. And when I know what I want in that trajectory, I now ask, who can I help and who can help me? And then utilize time with lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude by being a student, paying attention to, giving intention to the coincidences I want with the activity I planned, I don't have planned, am I sleep, in order to know what's important to me. See, when I know the what I want, who can I help and who can help me and how to get it done, I now know what's important to me in the trajectory of what I think I want in the future or better with the faith that we talked about in the past and the meaning, the light, the love and lessons of that past as well. Now I can prioritize by what I want, not what other people want, not what's missing, not what I don't have. And when we prioritize the now and know what we do next, more stuff gets done. And so people will look and see how the heck do you have top TV shows? How do you have a top podcast? How do you speak around the world? How do you coach thousands of people? How do you do so many investments in business consulting? 
How are you doing so many lives? All the things that I do, giving my books away and interviews, how do you do it all? Know your what, your who, your how, and your now, and you will apply your why, not search for what you already have. And what do you aspire to, to do next with your career? I mean, you've done so many different things and you're currently doing a lot um, to inspire people. Are there anything that, is there anything you feel like, hey, I'm missing out on here, David? Like, you know, what do you want to try to do next? I'm not a big fan of missing out on anything. I spent too much <laughs> of my life in fear, fear of missing out, fear of other people's opinion. Uh, so for me, it's enjoying the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of my potential, my potential health my potential as a family person, my potential economically, my potential empowering others, my potential as executive producer, podcaster, speaker, author, entrepreneur, investor, all of those different pursuits I want to enjoy and increase and improve. I want to aggregate my success. I want exponentiality of outcomes and I want it to be accelerated. That's what I see in my trajectory of my future or better. Yeah, well, look, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I think you have just so much that you've, you've already shared that's just incredible. Um, you know, and you, you've lived a, really an outstanding life. And I think it's great that you produce content for free and, and share it with people and people can learn, you know, at no cost and can be inspired by your mission. And, um, and you know, I definitely recommend people check out uh, some of the work you've created, books, content, etc. Um, so thanks for coming on, David. Appreciate it. Ben, I'll be happy to be of service and of value to you. I appreciate everything you do for your community. Once again, reach out to me, David at dmelter.com. I'm happy to be of service or value to Ben, your community, or anyone else that I can. Thanks for having me.